Well, it happened. Dan Quinn is leaving the Dallas Cowboys for the Washington Commanders head coaching job. And now Dallas is wondering, where do we go from here? And yes, they might be looking in-house, but they're going to have to go to war versus Dan Quinn if they want to get their guy. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about some other candidates that the Cowboys might look into. And to end the show, we will rank every single head coaching hire in the NFL. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get to it. Here we go. What is up, everyone? And welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way. Make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, do me a favor and hit the like button for me if you enjoy the show. Uh, welcome, everyone, on a Thursday night. It is a great night to end the primetime week of content and to talk some Cowboys football because we got some big news tonight. And I love it when we get some big news the day of the show. And... I like it because if it happened on Friday, we would have to wait until Sunday to see each other and talk about it. So I always love when, you know, it happens the day off, especially if we're heading into the weekend. Uh, so Dan Quinn is out from Dallas. He is headed to the Washington Commanders to be the head coach. So the Cowboys will still see Dan Quinn twice a year, and they're going to battle it out on the gridiron uh, twice per year at least. Uh, for a handful of years, right? While Quinn tries to convince the commanders to make it a long-term thing. Uh, it is a big piece of news. Yesterday, I talked about why I thought it wouldn't come to this, but that aged very poorly. I really thought uh, the commanders might go on a different route, uh, but not so. They're going with Dan Quinn. Uh, first and foremost, man, reaction to the news. The reaction to the news from Cowboys Nation, media, fans, has been wildly varied. We've had such a crazy range for reactions to this news that it's really tough to really break it all down. Uh, the way that I see it is that it was a very difficult situation to evaluate the Dan Quinn one in Dallas. Here's what I mean. Let's start with the positive, all right? Let's not forget what Dan Quinn did for Dallas because it was huge. Mike Nolan in 2020 had a historically bad season with the Cowboys. It really was so bad that even though he was a Mike McCarthy guy that he brought with his original staff, he had to fire him one year into the gig. He was so bad that fans were complaining. Listen to this. They were complaining not about the coach being too rough or the coach being too hard-nosed, like maybe the Dolphins have been complaining with Big Fangio. No, they were complaining about the fact that they didn't understand the defense. That was what Mike Nolan had going for the Cowboys in 2020. So when Dan Quinn was hired in 2021, you might not remember, but it was a little bit of a mixed reaction because we were all like, sure, we just had Dan Quinn recently-ish back in 2013, 2012, those years. We had him be a part of the Legion of Boom defense, right? With all of those guys in 
got to those Super Bowls, part of that fearsome, historic, really, Seahawks defense. So there was some excitement there, but there was also whatever happened in Atlanta, which was not great. And not even from a head coaching perspective, but from a defensive perspective, the Falcons had not been great. So we had some doubts, but Quinn turned it into the best or one of the best defenses in football. Since 2021, it got started. And, you know, we've talked about this recently here on Primetime, but if you go back and you look at the span between 2021 and 2023, and you're going to find that the Cowboys are the best defense per EPA per play. You're going to find that they are top five in success rate. You're going to remember that, hey, this team actually led the NFL in takeaways in two consecutive years, something that hadn't been done since the 1970s when the curtain of steel Steelers defense pulled that off. That was the crazy turnaround that Dan Quinn brought to Dallas. And it was even more than that because that's just getting started, right? He handled Trevon Diggs' development and took Trevon Diggs to the next level, right? 2021, the crazy year with the picks, but then 2022 have uh, Trevon Diggs evolve even further and become a much better cover cornerback and maybe a smarter one. Maybe didn't have all of those picks that he had in 2021, but he was still very productive with it. He recruited Dayron Bland. And as a late-round draft pick, had him be a very surprising rookie starter in 2022 and then evolve to the guy who now has the record for the most pick sixes in NFL history. He is the guy that, even though it happened a long time ago, had Michael Parsons, and, you know, relatively a long time in this league. Man, three years can sometimes be a long time if you ask these coaches that are getting fired everywhere and coaches that are moving everywhere. Uh, but Micah Parsons came into the league said to be an off-ball linebacker. And then the Cowboys had some injuries. Dan Quinn was willing to be like, you know what? Screw it. Let's have Micah rush the passer. Found out that it worked out to a great degree and had him stay there, you know, and made a call to have Dan Quinn switch positions. So he did that. And a lot of people remember that. But some things go unnoticed. Not that long ago, we were complaining about Jaron Kears being a Pro Bowl snub. <laughs> Jaron Kears, who got to Dallas, and I know 2023 was rough on Jaron Kears. I'm, I'm fully aware of it. But not that long ago, we were outraged by the fact that Jaron Kears was not on the Pro Bowl roster. And he didn't arrive to Dallas as somebody that was, you know, going to be a, a big-time defensive starter. He earned that, and he earned that in a big way because Dan Queen found a role for him on defense. He didn't get here and play a traditional safety role for the Cowboys. No, Dan Queen figured out, hey, you know what? I could actually use Jaron Kears in this very specific way, and he and he did it. And then there's Donovan Wilson playing his best football. Uh, you know, I know not in 2023 maybe, but Donovan Wilson – uh, actually played his best football under Dan Quinn. What about Ozo Digizuwa? Because remember, man, Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn is a great, great defensive line guy. He A lot of his background comes from working with defensive linemen. So what I'm saying here is, number one, shout out Dan Quinn. Hey, thank you for all you did, Dan Quinn. That, that was actually a pretty fantastic run that he had with the Cowboys defense. Number two is, 
we cannot sit here and pretend that this is nothing, that the Cowboys are just going to check this one off and are going to be 10 out of 10 next year or even better next year. Not necessarily so, right? Dan Quinn is not any defensive coach. And I think that's a very important thing to understand here as we enter the conversation about who the Cowboys are going to replace him with and all of that. So with that in mind, let's also look at the other side of the coin and the reason why it's such a mixed reaction to the news from Cowboys Nation. Dan Quinn's defense was on a little bit of a downward trend. It was. You look at the numbers and it was. Just objectively speaking, it was. One of the worst defenses in success rate over the last seven weeks of the season. Over the last eight weeks of the season, they were one of the best, worst units, excuse me, in football per success rate. They were still making some plays here and there, yes, but they were, you know, being picked on a little bit. They had the horrible game in Buffalo. There was a horrible game against the Green Bay Packers in the playoffs. But they also struggled against the Seattle Seahawks, for instance. In Thanksgiving, they ended up shutting down the Commanders, but they struggled a little bit versus the Commanders at first. And we saw Sam Howell pick on De'Ron Bland a little bit and all that. You look at the numbers for Dan Quinn's tenure and his worst games defensively with the Cowboys happened at the end of the 2023 season. And particularly, his struggles took place against the most trending coaching tree in the NFL, which is Kyle Chenahan's. So there are some reasons to be like, you know what? Dan Quinn was good and all, but hey, maybe a change could be positive for Dallas. So I think that's why we're all over the place when we are reacting to this piece of news. I hate to ride the fence, but the reality is it's a it's a big hit for the Cowboys' defensive coaching staff, but it's also one that they might be able to survive and it might be one that it's not going to be the be-all, end-all for the Cowboys. Now, as far as Quinn is concerned, I'm not surprised he took the job, right? Uh, I'm not fully convinced that it's a good move by the Washington Commanders. Uh, there are fair questions about Dan Quinn as the head coach. This is nothing to do, in my opinion, with what he does with the defense. Obviously, he's a great defensive uh guy and i'm gonna miss breaking down his pressures because that's what i liked the most about dan queen's time with the cowboys just the way that he found ways to get michael parsons one-on-one looks and to really unleash his potential as a pass rusher but as a head coach you're talking about a whole different job right it's not just about drawing up pressures and coaching the defense it's about much more and that includes team building a little bit there so the fact that he went 18 and 23 after the Cal Shanahan Super Bowl run that they had over there in Atlanta. Uh, so it was a losing record there. It wasn't always pretty. There was a lot of uh, controversy about defensive play calling those days in Atlanta to the point where play calling duties went back and forth. And at some point, they said it was mixed. And, and I'm not sure to this day what that even means, but they had some shared play calling duties. Again, not sure what any of that means. And I do think this was Dan Quinn's last shot, potentially, at a head coaching gig. Because Mike McCarthy and company, they're all entering a contract year. Uh, Dak Prescott is entering a contract year. That might change. But then again, uh, the Cowboys had a little bit of a of a risk to be on this uh, do-or-die type of football season. 
And you just never know in such a loaded market of coaches if you're going to get another shot. And I'll say this, the commanders are actually a pretty solid gig if you're a head coach because they've got five picks in the top 100. They've got the second overall pick, which might land them a solid quarterback prospect, right? Either Caleb Williams or Drake May or Jaden Daniels, whoever of those three seem to be in the running to be that pick. They might even trade up for the number one pick if the commanders don't like Caleb Williams or whatever. But all I'm saying here is I don't blame Quinn for living, obviously. Uh, I'm happy that Dan Quinn got the opportunity to be a head coach again. I'm ho I'm hoping that he proves doubters, including myself, wrong uh, with the commanders. And as far as the Cowboys are concerned, though, what do you do now? How do you replace him? I'll let you, I'll let you chime in in the chat here and let me know who do you think? Who do you think is going to be the Cowboys defensive coordinator in 2023? Not even who would you like or anything, but who do you think? What is your best? What is your gut telling you right now? Let me know in the chat who's going to be the defensive coordinator of the Cowboys in 2024. In the meantime, let me say hi, by the way. Uh, shout out to all of you in the chat. We've got we've got uh, Katharina, we've got Mark, we've got Gregory, TC915. Shout out to Isidro as well, who I saw somewhere in there. Shout out to Luis, who's watching from Los Angeles. And he says, hey, put up in Cowboys. Thank you for making the Latino presence in football for us, Mo. Much love. Hey, man, Luis, love that comment, man. Thanks so much. And speaking of Latino presence and speaking of California, TC915 says, did you all know that Alarcon signed with the 49ers? I thought he was still in our practice squad. Good for him, though. No, he, he was cut uh, in August in, in before the final roster cut, so he didn't spend any of the regular season with the Cowboys TC915. But yeah, he's signing with the Niners, and I wonder what that means for Alfredo Gutierrez, who is another Mexican player who also got to the NFL via the international player pathway. So, and they were teammates in college. They won the national championship together at least once. I'm not entirely sure if they won it together multiple times because their school is like the Alabama of Mexican college football. So, yeah, Larcon is with the 49ers. It seems like he's going to be playing offense too. So, he's going to be back on the offensive line of things. So, hey, just wanted to shout out Isaac after that comment. Anyways, uh, let's see some of your guesses here. Gregory says that it's going to be with uh, Anton, for some reason, says Didka. You know, they're they're running it back with, uh, obviously not with the Cowboys, but uh, they're bringing back, excuse me, Mike Didka. Let's see here. Joe Witt Jr. or Simmer, says Mark Aaron. Joey Bella says Brable. Uh, Katharina says Witt. BB says it will be Witt for sure, if not Harris. Isidro says Witt. Uh, TC915 says that it's uh, that he thinks it's going to be Ron Rivera, who we know is set to interview with the Cowboys per the Dallas Morning News. Let's see here. Nathan says, I would love to see Seymour back with uh, back with Dallas. Katharina says, I hope it's not Rivera. Gregory says, uh, we should get Leslie Fraser, but it should be wit. Not entirely sure what's the deal with these days i know that he left buffalo last year and i know he got some interviews this year but i'm not i'm not sure what to expect out of him 
Buddy Ryan for Victor Lee, Jerry Montgomery for Dave Thompson. So a lot of names right now in the chat, uh, a lot of wits in the chat, and I totally understand why. Joe Witt Jr. is the guy that the Cowboys would want on that seat. I think we're all fully convinced of that. And then there have been some insiders that have made us believe that even more. Like, this is the passing game coordinator for the Cowboys. He was basically Quinn's second in command. And if you want continuity, if you want to go all in in 2024 and not risk going through a major schematic shift, Joe Witt Jr. is your guy. Now, that doesn't mean that he's the same as Dan Quinn because he might not be. One thing is to work under the same you know, defensive scheme and be second in command to a coordinator. But it doesn't mean that a, if Joe Witt gets to play calling duties and if he gets to install the defense that he loves, he's not going to make significant tweaks to it. Of course, it doesn't mean that. He sure will. Like He's a different coach, different ideas, different ideologies. He should be himself once he gets the control of a defense. So Joe Witt Jr. wouldn't be... Dan Queen 2.0. He would be similar, maybe, but he wouldn't be Dan Queen 2.0. However, the continuity, the language, all of that, the core ideas, they will be there if he is the man. And it makes a lot of sense for the Cowboys to want Joe Witt Jr. to replace Dan Queen. The problem is not that the Cowboys want that or not. The problem is Dan Queen also wants Joe Witt Jr., apparently. Uh, according to reports, uh, he's already even interviewing with the commanders uh, in the near future. So you've got Dallas and Quinn about to go to war twice a year on the football field, but they are already fighting. It, it's just happening away from the field. It's happening over a coach. And a lot has been made about this. What will Joe Witt Jr. decide? There have been multiple people bring back comments from years ago from Joe Witt where he said that ever since he was in Louisville, he even wrote down, my dream job is either coach the Cowboys defense and there was something else. Sorry, I don't remember what the other job is, but he lists two jobs and one of them is Cowboys defensive coordinator. Uh, the other dream job that he lists is not commander's defensive coordinator. I'm not sure what it was. I can't remember. Somebody, somebody might uh, remember, remind me of that in the chat here shortly. Florida says Dave Thompson. So there you go, Florida. Uh, that makes sense. Thank you. Shout out to Dave uh, for the clarification. I just remember that it wasn't commander's defensive coordinator job, right? And a lot of people are like, hey, you know what? If he said it was his dream job, then he's surely staying in Dallas. The thing is, this is the real life, right? This is not Joe Witt's dream life. This is the real world and the and, and real life. And I think that the question, the key question, this is the title of the video, by the way. Sorry it took me a while to get here. But the key question, South Florida, says Mark Aaron. Well, now that's different. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh it is different, but it's, you know, just kidding around here. Key question that Joe Wood Jr. has to answer is the following one. Do I want to go with somebody that was just hired 
by a new ownership that is looking to do things the right way, which might mean giving their first head coaching hire reasonable time to rebuild the commanders, right? And by the way, there the expectations are to rebuild the team, not to win the Super Bowl right away. Does Joe Witt want to go there with Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator for Quinn, or does he want to stay on board what seems to have an expiration date? What heck has an expiration date? As long as Mike McCarthy is not extended, it has an expiration date. And I think that matters for Joe Witt Jr., right? He's going to be a defensive coordinator either either way, right? If he stays in Dallas or if he goes to Washington. But he sure seems it sure seems like he's going to have much more job security if he goes with Quinn to Washington. Plus, you know, he gets to start anew and all that. I think that's a big question for Joe Witt because it isn't a clear-cut answer. I know I'm framing it in a certain way where it seems like the commanders are a better idea, but it's not a clear-cut answer because if he goes to Washington, he's also not going to get to coach Trayvon Dix, not going to get to coach Daron Bland, not going to get to coach Micah Parsons. In other words, Joe Witt has a better opportunity to put on some good film for his unit if he stays in Dallas this year. And then maybe he can make the rounds next year around the NFL and look for a job if everything falls apart in Dallas. Conversely, if Dallas takes the next step in 2024, which I know, you know, we're not going to get into the, the likelihood of them doing that uh, right now. But if they do, then he's got it. Like, he's going to coach this talented defense for years, right? So... It's a tough decision for Joe Witt Jr., but it, it sure as heck does not sound like it's a done deal that he stays in Dallas. Uh, he could absolutely go to Washington. The problem is that also applies to Al Harris, by the way. Al Harris, uh, it seems to me like if, if Joe Witt Jr. goes to Washington, uh, Al Harris might also stay around in Dallas and become defensive coordinator. And the same argument for continuity, the same argument for having developed Trevon Diggs, for having developed Dayron Blant and a lot of these talented defensive backs. He's clearly loved by the players. Trevon Diggs took to Twitter today to vouch for, for Al Harris. He tweeted out Al Harris for DC. He cast his vote for this coach. So Harris would also make sense. There's also a scenario where Dan Quinn takes him with him, Right. If it's as DC or if it's a, as passing game coordinator, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the likelihood is for Dan Quinn stealing away both coaches. I would assume one of them stays, but I can also see the two of them leaving. And that would leave Dallas in a situation where they got to look at other people. And that might happen. That absolutely might happen. But right now, if you're asking me where do the Cowboys go from here, where do they go from here, I think it's several tiers that we got to break this down into. And I'm talking about most likelihood to least likely. And I'm going to go with four groups of coaches here. All right. Number one group of coaches is made up of two guys. We've already talked about them. In-house candidates, 
Joe Witt Jr., Al Harris. Tier 2 of potential Dan Quinn replacements. Tier 2. Experienced guys that fit the all-in mentality. Experienced guys that are going to come here and have already proven themselves in earlier years in the NFL. And I'm talking about Ron Rivera. I'm not saying it's going to be popular. And I'm not saying it's the guy I'd go with. I'll tell you the guy I'd go with in a little bit here. Ron Rivera, who's already interviewing with the Cowboys next week per the Dallas Morning News. And yeah, man, Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer was a candidate for this team when they were moving on from Mike Nolan. They they looked into um they looked into you know Mike Zimmer. So he 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 might he might end up coaching the Cowboys again. Now I understand he's got the results. Like if you look at the numbers and all that, Mike Zimmer doesn't sound like the worst idea in the world. But I'm not sure I'm excited about it. I'm not sure he's got the kind of defense that I would like to see in Dallas. And I'm not sure how him being 67 years old affects this equation either. I mean, you're talking about an all-in season, so maybe the age is not a problem. Uh, Cowboy Stats and Graphics tweeted out a, a chart today where he's pointing out that, hey, it's a small sample size, so it might not be very relevant or anything like that. But he pointed out that Mike Simmery is way above average versus Cal Chenahan threes. Now, again, very limited sample size. Very limited sample size. But still, significant in this day and age, right? If Dan Quinn, if Dan Quinn's biggest knock is that he cannot stop Dan uh, Chenahan-esque defenses, then we need to bring up that Mike Zimmer has been very good against them. I, w- I wish I had loaded up this chart uh, to show it to you. But it's a simple chart, right? Uh, the further upright you are, you're better against Shanahan defenses. And Mike Zimmer is all the way up there. All the way up there, right? So Mike Zimmer would make some sort of sense, I guess, especially for an all-in season. We know that those are the kind of guys that the Cowboys would like. Uh, it wouldn't take a scheme shift to get there, right? Mike Zimmer is going to run your 4-3, and he's going to have to do a lot of nickel defenses and all that. I'm not sure how aggressive he would be with the blitzing and all that, but, you know, Rivera and Simmer to me would be on that tier two. Now I'm going to move on to tier three. Now these are the wild cards for me. These are the wild cards for me. We haven't heard anything on any of these names. These are some of the guys that I would like. This is going to be a little bit controversial, maybe, potentially. I've got two good people. I've got two good people on my boat. I've got Skywalker Steel, who you know very well, here from ADC Sports Dallas, of course. And I've got David Howman from Blogging the Boys with me. We are a complicated coalition of people rooting. <laughs> and full disclaimer, I'm not sure this is this is uh, Sky's top guy, but he but he told me that he's for it if it happens on Twitter, Wink Martindale, formerly with the New York Giants and formerly with the Baltimore Ravens. (laughs) I'm I'm for it. I don't care, man. Give me Wink Martindale for an all-in season. 
It's not exactly the same as Dan Quinn, right? It's not exactly the same, not at all. But he is aggressive with his blitzes. He is aggressive with his man coverage. And he's not going to be perfect, but this defense is going to have an identity. <laughs> if Wake Martindale comes to town and coaches this defense. Uh, by the way, Dallas Morning News just reported that Vikings, former Vikings and Cowboys DC Mike Zimmer is interested in the current vacant Cowboys job. So that makes sense, right? So give me that, man. Give me Wink Martindale for an all-in season. I would be in for it just because of the identity and for the craziness that we might get in such a season, right? And you've got the corners to run that scheme. You've got the guys uh, to play man coverage, which is honestly what Dan Quinn, the Cowboys have been among the league leaders, if not the league leaders uh, in man coverage rate since Dan Quinn came to town. So, hey, give me, give me um, Wink Martindale. Michael Rizzo says, yes, 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 and you as DV coach. No, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't propose myself as DV coach. Don't worry about that. Uh, we wouldn't get to that. <laughs> but anyways, some other names that, have, I mean, uh, specifically one, Brandon Staley. I wonder about Brandon Staley. Again, not somebody that I would assume the Cowboys are going to look into. I don't think they will. Uh, but we're in this T3, right? We're, we're in the wild cards right now. I wouldn't mind Brandon Staley. I'm going to keep it real with you. I know he's in, in the bad book right now after being fired by the LA Chargers. But as DC, man, I wouldn't mind getting some of those quarters coverage looks in Dallas and some of those disguising coverages, uh, you know, that sort of stuff. TC says, Mo, how does Seamer stack up against the Chanahan style offenses? I, I was mentioning that graph earlier. That's who I was talking about. Uh, Seamer is very good against Chanahan style offenses, but the sample size is very, very small. Uh, so, you know, that that's kind of like one of those things where you got to shrug your shoulders a little bit. But from 2017 on, uh, Mike Seymour has also actually been among the best in the NFL versus Chanahan style offenses, which is a big argument for him. Now, regarding Ron Rivera, I know I didn't dive too deep into him, but Ron Rivera as a defensive coordinator, like he's mostly done good things, right? Did good things for the Bears and the Chargers, moved on to the Carolina Panthers, had a good defense there. We've seen Sean McDermott and Steve Wilkes come from the Ron Rivera coaching tree. And, you know, even in Washington, there were some very good years where he led some very, very good defenses. So it's not it's not crazy to think about Ron Rivera and Mike Zimmer. I could see those. I could see those happening. And I do believe it's, if it's an outside candidate, it's looking like it would be one of those two. Now, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we can do nothing but wait. And I don't think that it's going to be a long wait. I think it's going to happen over the next handful of days, right? Uh, I mean, if they're getting interviews until next week, I guess it's going to happen next week. I don't think we'll go um, any further than that without knowing who's the defensive coordinator of the Cowboys. I would expect this to happen quickly, right? So the day of the interviews, if they're interviewing on the same day, I'm assuming it's going to take place then. Uh, but hey, 
we didn't get changed at head coach. We didn't get changed anywhere else that maybe some fans wanted. And, and I'll include myself there a little bit with the head coach specifically. But also, at least, we, we're going to see some change on the defensive side of things. And that might be for the best. I'm not saying that Dan Quinn had to be out of here. Because I'm not on that boat fully. I'm riding the fence a little bit there. It was a difficult call with, with Dan Quinn. But sometimes change is good, right? So we'll see if that sparks the defense a little bit and and gets it back to its to its you know super extremely efficient self, right? That they've been between 2021 and 2023 leading the NFL in EPA per play. Now some of the comments here are are interesting, right? So we've got Nathan saying Simmer has the ability to adjust to what the offense is trying to do. Seymour ran a good defense here before versus Anton. And it's true. It's absolutely true. Um, so Mike Seymour has some, some legit arguments going his way. Let's see here. Micah, because he demanded a lot of attention to Dwayne, but I'm not sure. Oh, I think there was a question about who made who. There are questions that I, like, I understand them. And I would go with Micah there just because of an impact that a, an edge rusher of that caliber would have on any team. But I hate like posing it as such a question because it seems like you're taking a knock on whoever your answer is not, right? Because the question is, who made who? Uh, was it Dan Quinn making that Micah Parsons or was it Micah making Dan Quinn? And I hate those questions because it's like, hey, do you think it's a coincidence that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady were together and Joe Montana and Bill Walsh were together and all of these greats were together uh, it's not a coincidence. It is a football team, after all. DC flashcards for days is Joey Vela. <laughs> Shout out to you, sir. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on. Let's move on here. We'll see what happens. Joe Witt Jr., Al Harris, or Ron Rivera, or Mike Seymour seem like your guys. And then my wild card, Wink Martindale, who will never happen, but I will still uh, be excited about. Anyways. Let's move on here. And before I get out of here, I want to I wanna get into a quick ranking of NFL head coaching hires because I put it together on my notebook and why not share it today as we dive into the weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, there's been eight hirings around the NFL to be head coach. Let me know in the chat who was your very favorite hire, right? And I've got a list here that is not in any order. I didn't put it together. I think this one is in chronological order, but I'm not sure working from the latest to the to the back. But I, this, this is chronological, I believe. I'm going to give you the list, and then I'm going to give you my rankings. And you're going to tell me in the chat who was your favorite head coaching hire of the NFL cycle. We're going to take our Cowboys hat off a little bit, and we're going to put on the NFL hat a little bit. Uh, Commanders went with Dan Quinn. The Seahawks went with Mike McDonald. Falcons got Raheem Morris. Panthers went with Dave Canales, Chargers with Jim Harbaugh, Titans did Brian Callahan, Raiders did Antonio Pierce, and the Patriots went with Gerard Mayo. Queens is Katharina. Oh, man, but she adds the LOL. Joey Vela as well. Uh, TZ915 says McDonald in Seattle or Harbaugh in LA. Love that answer. Love that answer right there. I'm going to give you my quick ranking here. And explain it very quickly. Number one is Harbo. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't have to think about it. 
number one to me was Harbo. Point blank, period. I don't care if this one blows up on the Chargers' face. I'm not going to blame them for it. Char Harbo has done nothing but win. He won at Stanford, won at San Francisco, won at Michigan. He's a winner. Like, I'm not saying he's an X's and O's guru. I'm not even buying into the QB guru storyline, which I think is overblown. Because other than Andrew Luck, I'm not supposed, I'm not sure who we're talking about when we talk about like, oh yeah, he's a QB guru. We're not talking about J.J. McCarthy. We're absolutely not. We're not even talking about Colin Kaepernick, who he got to the Super Bowl with. But anyways, Harbaugh is still a very solid football coach. He's going to know how to build a staff. He's going to know how to run a successful coaching staff. And he's going to give the Chargers an identity that we haven't seen in years in L.A. And he's going to care while he does it, too, because he played quarterback for the Chargers. And yes, I do believe Jim Harbaugh is the kind of cheesy guy that will be extra motivated just because of that, because he was that in Michigan. And I just really like the Harbaugh hire. So even if it blows up on their faces and it doesn't work, I'm not blaming the Chargers because for many years they were hiring coaches that had no winning curriculum in their in their, you know, in their careers. So Harbo makes a ton of sense. And this is the best QB he's going to be coaching since he got Andrew Locke in Stanford. Different sport, I know, college to NFL. But to me, this is a big thing because I'm not, I don't think we're going to be seeing the Michigan offense being run in LA. We're going to see a very physical one. Yeah, for sure, because that's Jim Harbo. But he is going to let Justin Herbert cook. Hear me out. He's going to let him cook. It's not going to be a J.J. McCarthy-esque offense that we see in LA. And that that is exciting to me. Number two might surprise a lot a lot of people, but number two and number three are basically tied for me. Uh, but number two, give me Brian Callahan with the Tennessee Titans. Love this hire because he's somebody that has worked with so many QBs. He's worked with Peyton Manning, among many other uh, legends. He is the son of Bill Callahan, who is one of the best uh, offensive line coaches ever. And... I really like Callahan because I think if you're going to move on from Mike Rabel, I think it was ultimately a, a, a right answer to not go with somebody like Belichick or somebody like that. I like that he got the like that they got, excuse me, uh, somebody very different to Mike Rabel and somebody that is going to prioritize Will Levis's development. That's the bet they made. And now they got to move forward with it. This is Will Levis's team. Go and make it work, Callahan. Really liked it. Uh, then you got Mike McDonald at number three with the Seattle Seahawks. So to me, number two and number three are tied here. McDonald is going to bring a brand new brand of football uh, to Seattle, right? He's going to play quarters when all they did was play cover three and all that. Uh, he's going to disguise coverages when they didn't do any of that. But Mike McDonald is somebody that knows football in and out. He's somebody that in high school was going to his coach and having insight for him, asking his high school coach to go to lunch with him so they could talk football and break it down and just had the coach be like, no, nah, man, you're my player. I'm not going to go have lunch with you. You can read that on The Athletic. That was a great story. Uh, number four, a wild card for me and my most underrated coaching hire, Raheem Morris 
from the LA Rams. Give me Raheem Morris here. Was a head coach at 32 years old. Didn't work out, but he was the youngest coach by then. Uh, I like what he's done over his career because he was a head coach early on with the Tampa Bay Bucks. He has all of that Tampa 2 uh, background with him. He coached the Rams in 2021, was part of that uh, Super Bowl team, and he did a whole lot with the Rams defense in 2023 when he had very few experienced veterans on that team. And that defense exceeded its talent. And that was all Raheem Morris. But if you look at Morris's uh, resume, he's worked on the defensive side of the ball. He's worked on the offensive side of the ball. He's been a head coach before. Uh, he's got the Staley background, but also that Tampa 2 background. Raheem Morris is going to work out for the Falcons. I really believe that. He's a heck of a leader, too, reportedly. And for the Falcons to have interviewed Bill Belichick multiple times and lean with Morris, I think that's significant. <clears throat> Number five, give me Gerard Mayo. And the only reason Gerard Mayo is this high on my list, <clears throat> excuse me, is because of the staff that he's putting together. He really looked deep into the Sean McVay tree. Ended up going with the guy from the Cleveland Browns who's worked with Kevin Stefanski. I'm not remembering his name right now. Sorry about that. Actually, let's. I've got it somewhere in here. Uh, I do believe. I do believe it's quite the, the solid group of, of coaches. He promoted the defensive coordinator, right? He was an in-staff guy. Promoted him to Marcus Covington. Alex Van Pelt is a guy for the offense. So Jeremy Springer is going to come in and coach the special teams. I think we're talking about <clears throat> a very solid staff that Gerard Mayo is putting together. And I don't think it's going to be Bill Belichick 2.0. Number seven. I went with Dave Canales here. I went with Dave Canales because I like junk offensive-minded coaches. Develop Baker Mayfield. I think he's going to do the same for Bryce Junk a little bit there. And he did have 13 years of coaching with Pete Carroll. This means that to me, number eight is Dan Quinn. I want to be very clear about this. I'm not taking a shot at, at Dan Quinn. It's not what I want to do. Uh, I think he's a great defensive coordinator. I just have my doubts about him running it back as the head coach because I do think the best year for Dan Quinn as a, as a football coach was definitely when he had uh, Kyle Shanahan. And I'm just specifically to the Washington commanders, I'm not sure that's what they needed, right? They were talking about a radical change after Ron Rivera, and you're going with Dan Quinn. That's what makes me not like it a whole lot. If this was another team getting uh, Dan Quinn, maybe I would like it. Maybe if it was Seattle, for example, I would like it. I'm not sure, though. I'm not sure. Uh, Joey Vela says, Jeremy Springer, the guy that the Patriots have as a special team coach, uh, was a QB as a, at a high school down my street, says Joey Vela. Oh, that's crazy. It's always random when you get like these coaches or players that have made it big time, and you're like, oh, yeah, he actually was here or there. Uh, but anyways, that's my ranking. That's my improvised ranking of head coaches. With that, ladies and gentlemen, I'll let you go. Hey, class is over. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, the week is over for primetime content. It was a busy one, too. We had a lot of coaching rumors going around. Uh, I have some senior bowl notes that I worked on for the website over on adcsports.com. You can go read those. Uh, but also on Sunday, I'm aiming to have a little bit of a recap, right? Like the big main takeaways from the senior bowl. 
Uh, the game is being played on Saturday. It matters very little, right? What really matters are the takeaways that scouts and insiders have had from the Senior Bowl. Uh, we had a team of like uh, five guys make it there from, from ADC Sports. So very excited about the content that they were able to put on uh, from the site of the of the um, of the of the Senior Bowl. So very excited about talking all about the Senior Bowl on Sunday night. So make sure you tune in. And yeah, have a great weekend. Thank you so much. And I hope that you enjoy your Friday, your Saturday, and your Sunday up until prime time. Ladies and gentlemen, bye-bye.